This podcast is brought to you by Zotes Sunflower Seeds, the number one flavored sunflower seeds on the planet. Visit Zotes.com. Now, welcome to the Accidental Experience with Mark Comer. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Accidental Experience. I'm Mark Comer here with Jimmy Boy. Well, here via technology with Jimmy Boy. Jimmy Boy's in one of uh, the nicest towns in uh, California, uh, San Diego. Would you agree that's one of the nicer places in California? Hey, 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 yes. It is a, uh, it's a destination spot. Although the freeways are just as bad as any big city in California. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful place, and they don't have... The beaches are odd because the beaches, it's a mix of NoCal and SoCal because it's got those nice, beautiful Northern California beaches, but it's too rocky and you can't really, it's not kid friendly. Right. And then, and then they've got some other beaches that are more, you know, typical layout beaches where you go, you can go in the water and surf, but the towns are just disgusting and gross, like Ocean City yeah. or Ocean, yeah, it's just o, or Oceanside. O, Pacific Ocean or, or I don't know, whatever, O-P, P-O, P-O-O-P. And uh, that's why uh, when God really touched his finger, he hit Huntington Beach and Newport Beach. It was just, everything else kind of just flowers out from that. Mm, so that's the epicenter, huh? Yeah, because you can have, you can go to Laguna if you really want the rocky, like, cool views. But you can even body surf and surf in Laguna and Huntington Beach is the best surf. And then Newport is just a great combination of both. So there you go. Well, that's that's good to know. I, I think, uh, you know, I lived there. I was playing while playing uh, baseball at San Diego City College, as we as we have talked about. But it's uh, yeah, we loved uh, Pacific Beach was nice. La Jolla was nice, but rocky in some spots. Like you said, we go up to Encinitas. Which was uh, which was nice as well, but uh, <clears throat> I guess nothing nothing compares to uh, Huntington Beach. Would, would, would is that a fair statement? That's not only a fair statement; <clears throat> it's a true statement. And as you know, uh, facts don't care about feelings, and you just nailed a perfect fact. All right, so so we didn't pod last week. We got a couple things to catch up on because it's been very very busy. I thought we potted early. Didn't well, we? no, <clears throat> that no, I think we didn't. I don't think we did that week, but. We did pod early the week before, and we were going to pod because there was another series. See, see, here's the way I'm looking at things right now. Let's say you and your brother go down to the park, and there's a bunch of other kids there that are running, and they say, we want to race. And so it's like, all right, yeah, you, guys, you think you're pretty fast. You think your brother's pretty fast. You go, and you race, and you stumble, and your brother stumbles, and these kids beat you. But what is the one thing that's important to you when that race is done? I don't know. I don't know where you're going. That you beat your brother. Oh, okay. You may have lost to everyone else, but you beat your brother. So if the Giants, if the only team the Giants can beat this year and take series from are the Dodgers, that's at least least a little bit of a a silver lining. This has been... It's been unbelievable, and I think equally as unbelievable is that the Rockies have the best record in the National League and continue to play well, 
And uh, you know, I think that's a, that's a pretty big surprise. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm not too worried. I would have definitely not liked to have fallen down ten nothing before our comeback yesterday. I don't know if you saw what happened. We were down ten nothing, and we had bases loaded in the ninth, and your boy Puig struck out. But uh, mm, dang it. I know he's your boy. Uh, but you know, I don't care. My my goal, as always, is to be within three games at the All Star break. And if Giants are in first place, then be within about eight games. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to be in three games at the All-Star break. You can be within ten games at the All-Star break and still. Well, and still. as a kid, it used to always be five. That was like the number that I always were. And now that, I, I mean, as long as the Dodgers are around three, we, we still haven't, we're still not healthy, um, which is a great sign because Rockies are pretty healthy. Actually, they got their main pitcher out and stories out, so they're banged up too. But, you know, the, we've talked about it. The dog days of summer is where the thousands of millions of dollars that the Dodgers spent on depth is where that's going to make its move. So, um, I would, Kershaw's tonight. We do need Kersh to uh, bring us a victory. That'll take us back to 1.5 and then, uh, you know, just hopefully get a split. And then I think we're back in San Fran again right after that. Well, I'm sorry to hear that because I don't think – you know, I don't think... The, yeah, the Dodgers, Dodgers can't win. win. We, we just need one. I just can't handle the picture of the the the, uh, the sweep, the that, picture that, of the broom sent to me, the, the, uh, perfectly sent on Monday morning. And by the way, our 24-hour thing, we need to put an addendum, a bendum. Let's put a bendum to it, yes. Amendum. What's that called? We have to put addendum. Addendum. We'll go with addendum. You know what? If you're a Ute fan, you should just laugh because I did go to BYU. And I can't say addendum is a horrible uh, black eye on that okay, college. But, but what's the addendum? No tweeting for 24 hours. No liking. Because I'm going to be on my internet. I'm going to be on my... Uh, I'm going to be on my Twitter, and if yeah. I see you liking and retweeting pictures of Buster Posey, it's just as, might as well just have called me and texted me right after the game. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we need to think about that. That's not intended for you, by the way, but uh, anyway. Well, it's going to so, happen. So the, so the Giants and the Dodgers have played, I believe, seven games this year uh, so far, and the Giants have won, like, they, took, they split four, right? So they were two yeah. and two. And then two and three, so the Giants have a one game advantage over the the Dodgers. But uh, anyway, all right. Well, that's that's there good. We go. got other things to talk about. More important than baseball in in May. Um, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, you know, a year ago, all these great Democratic groups were 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 praising his actions for kneeling during the national anthem, and you know he's he's such a uh, uh, hero, uh, so, you know, and, and social justice warrior. Yes, that's a great. That's exactly right. That's what he is. And so, so what happens is he, he, you know, doesn't resign with the Niners. Niners don't resign him. And here we are, months later, and nobody is is really um, looking, or or at least in the publicly is thinking about silent, signing Colin Kaepernick. What do you think about that, Jimmy? Well. You had a business. I've, you have businesses. I've had business. I. It's an interesting thing because you, if he's working for you and he's doing these things, and you can't fire him, right? Because then you get into legal issues. 
But if he's not working for you and he wants to come work for you, unless you get on the phone with all the other guys and do a thing called collusion, you do not have to sign him and you do not have to have the headache. Even if you don't have an issue with what he did, I know you do and I do, but even if you don't have an issue with what he did, you do not want the media attention because that's NFL teams hate that. That's why Tim Tebow is now playing baseball. Because anytime he would be a second, he was your backup or a third string quarterback, the media, which is just looking for excitement and stories, is keep saying, hey, is, is Tebow going to play? Especially if your quarterback throws three interceptions. The, you know, is Tebow, 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 Tebow? No one's going to ask if Matt McGloin is going to start because they don't care because he's not a big thing. So Tim Tebow is in the same boat, or at least with me as an owner, is with Kaepernick. I do not want the headache because they are not great. If they were great, I would take the headache. Right. They're decent. And uh, that's kind of my thoughts on so, that. What do you think? So do you – well, no, I agree. And, and I think also as a business owner, as a franchise owner, which is a business owner, you have the, you have the right and freedom to, to sign and, and hire and employ whoever you want. And it, – you know, if somebody if somebody like that is causing issues and distractions and is not worth the pain, then yeah, I mean, there's there's just no there's no reason to to put up with it, and there's no no reason to have it. And and so that's what I think is kind of funny is we are such a non consequence people now. You know, people right. I I can go say whatever I want, and there's there's going to be consequence. I, I just it, I feel like. You know, all these guys, these, these uh, protesters, you go out and you bash buildings, you know, windows, and you're doing all these different things. Um, you know, though, they need to, there, need to be, there needs to be consequence for that, uh, just like there needs to be consequence. If, if I, I have no problem with Kaepernick feeling the way he feels. That's his business. But I have no problem with a, a franchise saying, look, we don't want to deal with that. We don't want the hassle. We don't want to worry about it. We believe differently. We're not going to go out and sign him. So... He's getting the consequence for his actions right now, and people can protest it and say, "Well, that you know, the NFL they, they need to sign him," and they no, they don't need to do anything. If they if they want to, they will. If they thought that he could make them a better team to win the games, that was worth putting up with with whatever whatever he's doing, then he'd be signed by now. Right. If Tom Brady started taking a knee and then asked to be released and then said, I'm going to come back and play this year. Do you think he would not be on a team? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Right, because he's freaking Tom Brady. Right, right. He's Kaepernick. Right. Who, although I still uh, I still go with my theory of he scares me more than any other quarterback with two minutes left just because he can take off and run for 60 yards. It, and unless your offense is catered around him or, or made to take care of his weaknesses, which – is anytime he throws the ball, no, uh, which is basically, you know, the w- the way he plays, um, then, then it's not going to be a great fit. He's not going, there's 60% of the teams, he couldn't even fit into their offense. He's just not built for that. So throw those teams out right off the bat. But is there a part of you that, like, say that I'm just a lefty all the way, and I just love that he, he did that. Is there a part of you that would be, like, Wait, he's not gonna take a knee anymore because he wants to sign a contract. Like he's a hypocrite, right? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Is it just? Am I the only one that 
you know, says to the, the left, he's like, why are you hailing this guy? He just went against everything he said. If Martin Luther, the great Martin Luther, who busted away from the Catholic Church hundreds of years ago, um, suddenly said, okay, we're going to kill you. He's like, oh, it's just kidding then. I'm, I'm back. I'm 100% Catholic again. Um, then he's no longer a martyr or a great guy. He's just a dude that tried to get some attention, right? Which is what people said. Um, a lot of people said that he was trying to get attention, um, right. and was enjoying that in- attention. And you know, I agree. I, it's it's easy to stand up for something until it starts affecting your bank account. Exactly. So you have these conspiracy theorists that even said uh, that are out there. You can probably look them up, and I don't give them much credence, but they get extra credence when uh, you know these are the guys that said, "Oh, he was just." taking a knee because he was tying his shoe and then all of a sudden he became a social justice warrior. Have you heard those kind of right? Those comments? And it actually kind of leads to that when you totally go against everything that you believe in. I don't believe in what he did was right. I don't even believe, not even don't I believe what he did was right. I just thought he picked the wrong form, which is the flag, which gives you the right to protest. You're protesting that portion of it. And, and what most people would think is a military deal. If he wanted to, uh, you know, wear an armband or something, I'd be like, okay, cool. I don't know if I'm totally in on it, but that's fine. He's wearing an armband in honor of Black Lives Matters. Great for him. The problem was he, uh, he by him changing his stance, it is giving those people kind of those ideas like, wait, something's going on. It reminds me a little bit about what Trump just did, which is he fired Comey, right? Mm-hmm. And... There's been no evidence so far that Trump had anything to do with Russia. Even Maxine Waters, the craziest loon in the history of the Senate, has even said that they haven't found anything that tied Trump himself to Russia. But when he fires Comey, right, when he's really getting into doing more stuff, it gives these idiot conspiracy theorists, theorists a chance to go crazy. And that's what's, what's going on. So timing is a big part of all this. And Kaepernick needed to stop it because he's... He's not a great quarterback. He could be the face of Black Lives Matters and all these other social scenes if he just would have continued to say, no, I'm, I'm taking a knee. Or if he would have explained, which the smart thing would have been is, I want to still be cool with the left. They've made me a hero even though I don't deserve it. I'm going to say, from here on out, I'm going to wear a, uh, you know, an a eye patch underneath my left eye, like left eye from TLC, and I'm gonna. That's gonna show everyone that uh, I'm against uh, white bad cops or something. But then you know he didn't. He he just changed it. He's not a martyr. He's an idiot. And that's my feelings. Okay, good. I I agree. And he's paying the price now. He's he's being punished. And maybe all his his liberal leftist buddies will send him a few dollars uh, as he runs out of. Uh, Million yeah. as he spends his millions of dollars. Okay, next thing Go we're find me. talk about is is a guy. That, and sometimes you know you get. Sometimes you have your opinions. Our opinions differ sometimes on things, and and um, not not often, but sometimes we've talked a little bit. Um, I think one of the biggest idiots to surface in the sports world over the last uh, number of years is is Levar Ball. I think the guy <laughs> is a complete moron. And I think he says stupid things all the time. And I don't a, know why the media even gives him a microphone, but probably because it's so outlandish and so ridiculous. But B, 
why, what, how does that help your son by putting that kind of pressure on him, but, you know, with everything, everything that he's saying? Well, I don't know if it officially helps his son, so we might agree on that part. But I do disagree on the part where I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I love LeVar Paul's way he talks, the stuff he says, the crap he says. And I don't believe it, but I just love that this guy's out of control. Now, one thing that was good about LeVar, and a lot of people don't understand this, and maybe you did or didn't, I don't know, we can t- discuss, is LeVar Ball did not talk to Alfred, the coach of UCLA. He did not give him uh, notes on how to coach his son. He did not go in and disrupt practices and yell and say things aren't being done right. As crazy and as outlandish stuff as he's saying, the team all love Lonzo because LeVar didn't bring it into the floor. Hmm. And you can take guys that are quieter, and I'm sure you've seen this. Your kids have been through all sports. And, you, and you're a coach, too. And one of my best friends is a coach at our high school, and they're quiet, but then they come in and write these scathing emails about why their kids should start. Now, LeVar doesn't do that. He does the other part, which is the outlandish and crazy and all this stuff. I just want I, I yeah. shared, I shared five, I shared something that I thought was actually pretty good. His top five takes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and let's just, let's just quickly go over each one. Number, number five is number five. Lonzo should be number one because he's the only player in the draft that can make everyone around him better. I agree with that. So he's the only player in the well, draft okay, that okay. can make. I agree all- that he's the be- he, he will be the best player at doing that. Sorry, so he's not the only. Of course, every they should not hold a draft then in Lavar's mind, right? They should only let Lonzo play, and everyone else can just go be crap. Right now, but, what about what about the kid out of UW, uh, Fultz? Yeah, he, no, you're right because I think he took a college team that had probably the weakest conference and went all the way to not even being able to make the NCAA tournament with 64 teams. So he's really good. Okay, I'm asking, uh, and that is a <laughs> weak conference. Um, what about uh, Fox from Kentucky? He's another point guard. Uh, gonna... They struggled a lot because um, he was a shoot-first guy, and they didn't really get it going until Monk started being more commanding in the ball and, so, and kind of not just begging for it, taking the ball down the court and – being more proactive. So, so Fox is, is a prolific okay. scorer, but I don't think he is going to help a team like Lonzo. So Lonzo, the reason UCLA made it, what did they even make it to this year? Did they make it to the Elite Eight? Yeah, I got to the Elite Eight and lost to Kentucky, who uh, didn't have as many white guys, oh, and that's Fox. why. okay. So, so Ball is the reason that, that UCLA was so good this year. Oh, no, absolutely. So look at the team last year, and look at the team this year. Okay. All right, so... That's number five. Let's go then. Let's uh, we'll continue moving on. Let's go to uh, right. numero cuatro of Lavar Big Ball. Uh, <laughs> Big go. Baller Brand. Um, number number four. So so and we have the draft coming up pretty soon. Obviously, we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit. There's a few guys with uh, Utah ties, two with Lone Peak ties that are that are trying to make their uh, you know make their way um, into that. Now this one might hit a little close to home to you. Uh, I just and it could end up being true. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Number four, Lonzo would have had that same impact Magic Johnson had. Um, I don't even know. I don't know what that 
what the, what he means by that? Well, he said he'll be better than Magic. How's that? That was his follow-up no, that's, comment. That's, see, that's dumb. Yeah, he'll, he'll be better than Magic. That's what he told Stephen A. Smith after he said that first comment. His follow-up comment is, he'll be better than Magic. How's that? Right, so I would say number five, I believe, is true. Is he's the best, not that... Not the only one. Yeah, not, not the, the only, only one. The best. So okay. you can argue number five. Number four is dumb. Okay. It's dumb. Okay. So, so then number three, he, they're talking about Michael Jordan with Shannon Sharp. He, meaning Jordan... Ain't Lonzo Ball. That's, just, that's true. They're two different people. They are two I, different people. I, but in the context <laughs> that he is saying that, would you compare your college freshman kid? Yes, he's had done very well so far. I mean, it's a long right. career. I mean, that's, okay, that's okay, just flat where, out stupid. Yeah, here's where LeVar – here's why I don't think it's as mean-spirited. If he chose – the more mean-spirited one is when he went after and said he's better than Steph Curry. Okay, which we're, we're getting there. Yeah, okay. Oh, so. But when you compare, or when he said that he could beat uh, LeVar, I'm talking about old LeVar said that he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. Yeah. I think that's funny and crazy. I don't, I don't think he believes it, and I don't think any media really took it seriously, especially when they went in and found footage of him in a uh, over-40 uh, <laughs> rec league game, yeah. and it looked like you and me could have taken him. So, <laughs> okay, so so when he when he says, but but to me that's just stupid. It's it, yeah, it, I, it puts yeah. a target, it puts a kind of a target on his kid's back. Okay, number two was that 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 Lonzo's better than Steph Curry, and he said now, something like, yeah. if you took Steph Curry or if you put Lonzo on the Warriors, uh, you know, kind of switch Steph Curry and Lonzo. I mean. That is just, I mean, how and why you say that, and and what's the point? What's the point of saying that? I I agree that that one is a more stupid comment in the fact that it can. He's going to be going up against Steph for the next ten years, right? right. So Steph has bulletin board material, and I don't care about people that say, "Oh, you don't need bulletin board material because you're already playing your hardest." No, that's fake. You play sports. I play sports. You have always a little extra in the tank. And Steph is going to put that little extra to the tank. That's a dumb comment. Now, with that being said, what he should have said was Lonzo was better than Steph was in college at the same time. And that's true. Steph wasn't even the number – he was like the number five or six pick. Mm -hmm. He wasn't looked at. He didn't refine his game until after he was drafted. He was definitely good, but he didn't refine it. So. I could argue the ins and outs of what that meant, and if if Lonzo is a more polished player, Lonzo's got the outside shot. It's ugly, but he's got it. And I think I think we talked a pod a pod ago about how people say Lonzo doesn't. They remind him of Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, you're a cowboy. Jason Kidd had no shot. Right. Lonzo's shooting forty two or forty three percent from three now, and he doesn't shoot them right at the line. He shoots them six feet behind. So um, I. Could he be better? Yeah, that's more that's more in line of something he could do. And uh, the magic one is stupid. The curry one, it's, it's high expectations, but hey, we all have high expectations. Yeah, it's stupid. It's just stupid. No, I, I wouldn't go stupid on that one. I would say on the curry one, I, I go stupid because what you just said. He's going to go compete against curry. And bo- and oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was definitely dumb to say it, but the actual statement, if it came from just a newspaper guy saying, this is what I feel. You wouldn't go crazy. You'd definitely be like, yeah, that's Steph. 
two-time MVP, you know, blah, blah, blah. If a, if, but, but if a yeah, newspaper the dad guy, if a newspaper guy said, if I heard a newspaper guy who, who wrote in his article that Lonzo or this kid, this ball kid is better than Steph Curry, and if you put him in to, to uh, you know, the, the Golden State Warriors, he, he, the Warriors would be better. I would say that guy is, is a complete idiot. Like you said, I can see him <laughs> saying, hey, Lonzo's better than Steph Curry was at this point of his career, and Lonzo could be very, very good, and who knows, maybe he could be better. There's so many things. There's so much hype. There's so many kids that have come out of college with so much hype around him. I guess my point is this. The guy's doing his kids no favors. He doesn't need to do that. You don't need to put extra pressure and extra uh, uh, target on his back. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. What was number one? Number one was back in my heyday, I would kill Michael Jordan (laughs) one-on-one. All right. So I would say out of the five comments, two of them are funny and insane and I don't think hurt feelings. One of them is just really bad, and two of them are one of them I, I could even argue, which is the first one. Number five, I could argue, and the Steph Curry one, if it was done correctly. But you got to remember, he's not reading off a script. This dude's just calling whatever comes out of his mind. And people will lead him. He's on the LA stations all the time. People will say, like, yeah, but there's no way you could play defense like like LeBron James. LeBron James sucks at defense. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just right. it's like freaking talking to Z Dog and then really getting pissed off because <laughs> Z Dog, uh, you know, Z Dog's, you know, Joe Johnson is the king, and then you know, two minutes later, uh, Hayward is the greatest jazz ever. So, what's better, to be the greatest jazz player ever or the king? I don't know. I think, yeah, the king probably pays more, and we'll we'll see who the. See if if what Hayward uh, does, you know, there's big things, a lot of talk around here with Hayward and uh, if he's going to stay or if he's going to go to Boston or what he's going to do. And George, What do you think are the chances, honestly, of him going to Boston or leaving the Jazz, whether it's Boston, you, you hear Indiana, and then there's talk out here, which is it's because it's L.A., that Clippers, because he would come in and be like the perfect piece to the Clips. Again, it's not going to happen. It's L.A. That's why they're talking about it. But what do you think the chance of him leaving? I would say, I, you know, that's a tough one. I would say the chances of him leaving are relatively good. I think really? I, I think so. I think he, I mean, he likes, I, from what it sounds like, he likes Utah and and, uh, and whatever. But I don't know. You know, if you had a chance to go play in Boston Gardens uh, for a guy that you're very familiar with, uh, the, if you like, you know, if you really liked him a lot and whatever, um, you know, that would be pretty cool. I mean, he can basically, there's a number of teams I'm sure that will show great interest in him this year. So, you know, he has, uh, he has some pretty good, pretty good options out there. So did you say 50% chance he's leaving? I don't, I don't follow the jazz close enough anymore to really know, but I would say that there would be, you know, maybe DC could give us a little more input. He's more of a, more of a hardcore jazz fan. DC, what do you think? Is it 50% chance he leaves? I think 80% chance he stays. Oh, so 20% yes. chance he leaves. I think yeah, I think, I think it's 10%. Him. Okay. He's met his, I think he met his wife here. Hmm. You know? So, so he's got a little he emotional. A nice home here. And, and, and a neighbor kid wrote a special little note and dropped off cookies on his front porch. So I think that'll really, uh, yeah, okay. So... And, Eight billboards are going up next week, um, basically saying stay 
word or something. Word. Something. Okay. Yeah. Is he well, that word good? Play, he loves wordplay, and so is, that's definitely is he that good? You know, is he that? Yeah, the good? Lakers put up a bunch of billboards for um, who's that center that we had? Uh, Howard, and uh, he he went to Houston, so it doesn't always work. Okay, is Hayward that good that you need eight billboards put up around town? Um, to to beg him to stay and pay him the max. Is he no, not- this, remi- this reminds me of, and you see it a lot if you ever go into L.A. and go to a nice restaurant, but you'll see a, you know, five foot three bald Jewish guy. Nothing to do with Jewish guys, but, you know, in this case, I'm going to go with Jewish guy. There you go. With a smoking hot model, and she's got a ring that's the size of uh, the Jewish guy's head. Because it's overcompensating because he knows he's probably not going to get another one, especially if he has a bad movie deal coming up. This is Utah knows that this is a dream. They got a white guy that's good, and they're not going to be getting any black free agents that have any interest of uh, getting any interest from any other teams, and this is their opportunity. So they're going to go all out. It looks desperate to Utah. Okay, so so let's look at a few things with with Hayward. So right here, stats wise, he's the fifteenth. Um, points per game. He's he's 15th overall in points per game, okay? Um, as far as assists, is he going to even be in the top 50? Um, field goal percentage, um, I would say, I would guess that he's not really, really high, right? Um, right. And so he's... <laughs> Are you just guessing that he's not high? Well, I'm, I'm looking, and I can't find him anywhere. Uh. And so, so as I look and as I see him, Derek Favors, these those big guys have higher, higher percentage. He's not even in the top forty. It looks like. Why? Why is Hayward? Why is Hayward so good? I don't think he's so good. He's he's going to be probably on the third team all America, um, all pro. He'll be a third team all pro, uh, which means he's a top. Well, it's a top. He's a shooting guard, right? So he's going to be a, the number three shooting guard in the. NBA, is that right? So if you if you were, would you? I wouldn't pay him the money, but uh, the thing is, is you've got to overpay because you're in a city that perception, and we know perception's reality, Marcus. I know Salt Lake's beautiful and wonderful, and I definitely could live there, no problems. Uh, no, no NBA players want to play there. It is a joke to other NBA players, along with Milwaukee, of places to go. Uh-huh. And so that's the thing. So the perception is either it's racist or they just don't have a lot of black dudes or you can't find a barber or whatever it is. And those are real things. Trust me, I've heard it. Um, or soul food or whatever it is. That's not a destination for the brothers. And it just the simple life is <laughs> black guys are better at basketball. And if you want a good one, you're not going to get one, so that's they got to do everything possible to keep Hayward. So you overpay him all day. Hmm. Okay, well that's that's uh, interesting. You're right. You know, certain. You know, I was just kind of looking as you were talking. I was looking at kind of where does he rank in the NBA's top fifty? Now that's a very you know who knows or top one hundred, right? And and you have sports writers. It's some. It's people's opinion, but but are you going to pay? Is he the best guy you can get to come to Utah? You know what I mean? Yeah, and the answer is yes and, for and, Utah. And you think that, that that is the best guy you can get as far as a max contract guy goes. 
that's going to come to Utah. Yeah, like, well, who, so you've got Blake Griffin available, and he's hurt, or who knows, he gets hurt all the time. Uh, CP3's available, you guys need him. Um, George is going to be available next year, I think Butler next year. Are these guys that you think that you can bring into Utah? And the answer, I'll help everyone out, is no, they're not going to Utah. There's, it's just, it's not a destination. Again, of all the cities out there, me personally, Utah would be probably my number fourth destination as far as cities but not for the brothers they don't want to go there they don't have any desire to go there there's no nightlife you gotta remember these guys are done when they're playing their games they're done at um what 11 o'clock then they want to eat dinner and then they want to go out because their time clock is all screwed up in the nba there's nothing open there's nothing going on in that city uh who's the guy the fab five guy that uh played for Michigan and then went and played. He's a shooting guard. He calls Utah Nap City. So they don't want to go there. That's the thing. So you've got to keep Hayward. You have to keep him. There's no alternatives of free agents. Yeah, okay. So he's a, yeah, and he's more he's a more of a forward. He shoots a lot, but he's more of a forward. He's ranked 27th um, in this, according to Sports Illustrated, before this year. So it'll be interesting to see. All right, well, let's let's get into any emails that you have. And um, right, let me see if I can. And and I know it's been a little while. I'm heading out of the country on Sunday, so we might need to do it remote. Uh, remote next week. Uh, you know, I'm glad we don't talk baseball that much since the season's pretty much over. And um, yeah, we can talk a little bit about the uh, upcoming two things: MLB draft and NBA draft, which are both uh, both right around the corner. Yeah, well, they're at least going to have the lottery. In next Tuesday or Wednesday, is that what's going on or something? All right, here's some uh, emails. All right, first one. This country is going to pot, guys. Everyone needs to look at our city as the beacon of progressive politics and the great race relations we've always been known for. Sincerely, the city of Boston. Is it? It's not even ironic. It's just so easy. It's so hypocritical. That city that continues to tell us they know how to do it and blah, 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 and we're the best, and these horrible flyover cities will never be as great and as progressive as us, and then we're going to yell the N-word at a black guy. Right, right. I mean, were you even somewhat surprised? I think I even said in our pod like a week earlier how horrible and racist Boston is, and then they they make me look like freaking Nostradamus and go off on it two seconds later. It's beautiful. I agree, dude. I agree. into the 20. 17 season and what did she say about it well what she's talking about is that lavar ball says really dumb things that's what she just said okay very good all right here's the next one so anyways city of boston you're the worst don't ever talk race relations to me and pretend that you know what you're talking about all right next uh hey guys great show as always i see that many people in la are worried about adrian gonzalez going to the dl and maybe losing his job to Cody Bellinger. Trust me, you never lose your job because of an injury. Sincerely, Wally Pip. By the way, um, my uh, rookie is better than your rookie. Okay, next. Hey, guys, love the show. I just wanted to do a shout-out to my teammates for stepping up while I'm out, and I deal with this injury. Sincerely, Madison Baumgartner. You don't have to bag on Baumgartner. He's injured right now, okay? I'm not. I'm not bagging on him. I said I want to thank, or Madison said I want to thank the guys for really stepping up 
like the Dodgers did with Kershaw. When we were down eight, he went down, and when he came back, we were up one. Madison Bumgarner, you guys are out five, and now you're out like 37, and no one's even trying. We're out eight. What's up? We're out eight. Okay, that's all. Eight. That's definitely but seriously, terrible. dude. Why does the team just give up? You don't look. They've had as many injuries or more than the Dodgers. They they no, they haven't. Oh, Dodgers they have. lead the league again this okay. year. You can look it up. Then then maybe they've had one less. Okay, they've, they've, had, they've, had, they've had some tasty ones. They've had a lot of things going on, including your ace and including your best all-around player who's been on a bereavement thing for about a week now. And then uh, their center fielder, so you bring in Gorky Hernandez, who's hitting about 120. Yeah, that's, uh, that's nice. But anyway, yeah, they, they, got, they got a few things. Their, their biggest problems is Samarja has the most losses, uh, second most losses since 2013 of any pitcher. And we, he gets hit hard all the time, except for the game against he pitched pitched against the Dodgers. And um, Moore is is uh, showing why nobody really wants him. And uh, when your best pitcher is Kane, you got issues. So all right, go on. All right. <laughs> I just I don't know. I would I would be really angry with the way that they, they just, against Cincinnati. Please. Oh yeah. my gosh. All right. Uh, last one. Hey, crew. Did you uh, see those new lane basketball shoes by Lonzo Ball at a price of $495? No nurses or senior citizens at old folks' homes in South Florida will ever be able to afford those shoes. Sincerely, Steph Curry. Close the mailbag. I thought that might be from Carl uh, Malone with those L.A. gear uh, shoes that he endorsed there. So. Well, well, Shaq, well, Shaq had a thing on it like, you got to make it affordable to the people because Shaq shoes, they still sell them at, like, Pick and Save yeah. out in L.A. You remember Pick and Save? Like, they're still, like, Shaq shoes, specifically at Pick and Save. And, you know, oh. people are getting gout as soon as they put them on. Um, well, listen, it's, it's, it's been good. It's, this is good. It's nice to uh, reconnect. We appreciate uh, D.C., there are some technical difficulties that kind of seems to be a common theme sometimes when uh, when when we're trying to get Jimmy. Well, I think it's just we, we're trying to test your patience, Jimmy. Yeah. And well, so, Steve Jobs, as you said, can suck it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, thanks to Zotes. Uh, <laughs> are you nervous? Steve Jobs is going to come back from the dead and attack I'm you? holding an apple on my lap. I, yes, I, don't, I, I am. Well, you're the one that said it. I'm just you, trying to echo. You have you have a great uh, <clears throat> little uh, weekend there. Right, where uh, are you going? Um, going to Monte Carlo for a week on Sunday. So never been there. If I could just spend one day as you, my life would be complete. <laughs> so, you, so, are you going to go like wear a tux and go gamble a lot of money and uh, hey, see a guy with an eye patch holding a white cat? Is that's that why are you I'm gonna going to be like man. Bond? That's why I'm going. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that's the only reason. So, uh, so we'll do it. We'll talk uh, next week from uh, from Monaco. How's that? Sounds, Sounds good. good. All right, Jimmy boy. Well, thanks again. Thanks to Zotes again. Thanks DC and and for everyone who downloads this, share it if you like it. Email us if you like or don't like what we're saying. No Cal V So Cal at, at Gmail. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. My name is Comer Mark Comer. <laughs>